This is MJ. I'm an author. I'm an artist. I'm an analyzer. You can find all my work at mjmunoz.com. This is Story Over Everything, Episode 8, and it's a rain-in. It's a rain-in in Southern California. Therefore, nobody knows how to drive. Nobody knows how to react. I may be one of those nobodies, and uh, that's going to be okay because we're going to make it through this. We're going to make it through this. So, what I want to talk about today in this session, episode, whatever, entry, entry, I like entry, entry is a good word to put it, uh, of story over everything, episode nine, is how will you succeed? Because last time I talked about the fact that I was going back to formula, and I don't know if any of you need to go back to formula and figure out how you're going to make all this work. All this is whatever you want to do whatever is your goal in life. If you're listening to this, it's probably because you're a writer. So it's your book or your series or your movies or whatever it is. But for me, it's it's book series, multiple series of books. That's what I'm going for and to be a success with that. But how will I succeed? And I guess what I mean by that is what is my metric of success? That's one thing to talk about right now. And uh, also the strategy. So what's my metric for success? You know, how do I define success for myself? And also, how will I achieve that success? And I have to say, my metric for success ultimately is that I will be able to make 100% of my living off of being a writer, a published author, a whatever you want to call it. And uh, yeah, I guess I can go ahead and go into what my plan is for making money off of that and how I plan to market because marketing is super important to this field of work. So from my time listening to things like uh, the Creative Pen podcast, as well as uh, the Sell More Book Show, uh, I've heard a lot about this uh, 20 Books Vegas organization. And, or not Vegas, <laughs> sometimes they're in Vegas, sometimes they're not, but 20 books, 20 books to 50K, which means that if you have 20 books, that, that should, over time you should be able to passively get income of $50,000. Well, I say passive, but maybe it's not so passive. Maybe you still have to market your books because it is important that you have to market your books, whether you're self-published or not. At least that's what I'm choosing to believe because I don't want to go through the traditional publishing houses and try to get my stuff published for multiple reasons. Um, and basically, I'm hearing a lot of stuff from... Uh, these two sources, I'll just put it that way. And I, I think after all said and done, what I would like to do is uh, write a lot of books and keep writing them. The good thing is I have a lot of ideas. I have um, I have uh, two completed manuscripts for children's books. And then besides that, I have five more manuscripts that I'm that are somewhere in between the draft form and the final form right now uh, of more children's books. So that's seven children's books total. Uh, one of the previous, one book is just a one-off for sure, but one of the other books I, that I you know, first mentioned that it's already published, or sorry, is already finished, the manuscript, I could, eat, I could turn that into a series, and I think I could have a lot of fun with it and do a lot of good stuff with it, but uh, I'm not going to do that for now, and then also, I don't remember if I talked about this last uh, episode or not, but in developing my five manuscripts for the, the Growbug series, I actually figured out a way to take those five books and put, smush them all together. It's about 7,000, uh, the word count right now. Uh, and I could make that either a, uh, chapter book or a middle grade novel, possibly, uh, one of the two. And I actually plan on doing that. Um, 
<laughs> and uh, that's one, you know, I'm basically going to repurpose the content from those books, which you might say, well, how can you turn a children's picture book into a, you know, 7,000 word or, you know, 10,000, 12,000 word thing for older kids? That won't work. Well, uh, you've never read one of my books. I, in fact, um, I believe I do have the Growbug Book 1 manuscript up on uh, mjmunoz.com. So if you wanted to, you can go check that out. And if I do have it there, I will go ahead and uh, take a minute or two and add a link to it to my show notes. And if not, then uh, I'll consider by the time the next story of everything rolls around, having at least the manuscript for the first one up, an earlier draft perhaps. Um, and then uh, you can check it out and see what you think about it. But I don't talk down to my children. I, I'm very much... Uh, I treat them like young humans. They're not children. I mean, they are children, but they're humans. They're people. And I, I try to respect their intelligence and uh, speak to them with the same kind of respect and, you know, uh, well, just general respect that I would want to be uh, spoken to with and treated with. So I don't treat them like idiots. And I don't talk down to them. And I also don't talk down to my uh, readers. Also, we have read a lot of classics together. Um, some of the Raul Dahl books, I think James and the Giant Peach, Specifically, and uh, I can't remember if it's Charlie or Willy Wonka. I think it's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is the book title. And the movie's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? That sounds right, but I don't know. Anyway, um, perhaps it's the other way around, but it doesn't matter at this point. Anyway, we've read those to them, and uh, I read the first few Oz books to my kids, and then I went ahead and I listened to them all myself. Um, but I don't think Baum... Uh, L. Frank Baum, who's the author of the 14 original Wizard of Oz books, uh, speaks down to children as he's writing to them. Uh, it's old-timey, um, so he addresses things in funny ways. Like, he says, oh, our friends, you know, Dorothy and her and her companions, you know, how will they get out of this danger? I don't know. Let's keep reading and find out. That kind of... It, that's not a direct quote. It's a very much of a very sloppy paraphrase. But he does stuff like that, which I think is cute and charming and quaint, but it's not talking down to the kids. Because, um, like, in the first book... Dorothy gets enslaved by the witch and uh, it looks like her friends are, or the lion gets enslaved too and like she's forced to work for her and like there's something funny that the, the witch wants to go to the Dorothy at night when she has her silver slippers off but she, the witch is afraid of the dark much like a child would be but like it's not like oh the witch is afraid of the dark just like a little child like you would be it's just stated matter of factly and a kid would either pick up on that and laugh or they would notice it and be like, ooh, I'm afraid of the dark too. That witch is afraid of the dark. It's a legitimate thing to be afraid of, which I don't think is negative. For one thing, you're not going to have any sympathy for the witch because uh, pretty shortly after uh, you find out about her being afraid of the dark, she is absolutely awful to Dorothy. And I mean, she really has been the whole time around that, but it's, it's really strong. Like when she dies, you're pretty happy in the book or yeah, in the book, just like in the movie. Um, but I don't even think uh, Scarecrow's in danger. Oh, yeah, Dorothy's just fed up with her because she's being such an awful person, and she just throws a bucket of water on her. There's no fire or anything. And then the witch is like, no, didn't you know? And Dorothy's like, no, nah, I didn't know, lady, sorry. Um, but anyway, getting back on track, uh, like, I have... <laughs> I don't know how I got to that, but my basic point is I have... Lot, I have... I honestly have ideas for hundreds of books. How can you possibly have ideas for hundreds of books, you might ask? Well, I'm a fan of pulp novels, or, uh, sorry, of pulp-type stories. And I'm getting into pulp novels. I uh, have read Greg Taylor's four or five pulp novels. Uh, 
yeah, I've read slash listened to like six total. I think four Red Panda and two Blackjack Justice. And then also, I think Finn's Golem is technically uh, a, like a, it's like, I don't know, not steampunk. What's that other one? Uh, the one in the future. Uh, it's like that Blade movie, Blade Runner. Um, is that what that's called? Yeah, Blade Runner. Or, which is originally a Philip K. Dick novel or, or short story. I can't remember which. But anyway, it's that kind of thing. Cyberpunk. Is that what they call it? Cyberpunk? Yeah, maybe cyberpunk. Anyway, but it's still basically a noir story. Um, and I listened to that whole thing. So, you know, that's pulpy. Uh, and I, I like pulps. Uh, I've also, you know, listened to all of the Red Panda, which is, they're like 25 or so minute episodes. And they're all done in the tradition of The Shadow and Doc Savage and all the old radio serials. So, like, I really like that stuff. And, you know, they didn't run out of ideas for those. Um, and of course, I'm not saying I'm going to write 120 books on a single character like Greg Taylor could have done. But if you take 120, oh boy, I'm going to do math real quick. This is going to get scary. If you take 120 episodes and just call them all 30 minutes, you know, round up a little bit. Um, or, you know, heck, call them 20 minutes and round down, divide it by 30. Uh, I think that's, uh, you know, four novels you would have gotten out of that. Is that right? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Sorry. If they were all half-hour episodes and you were two of them, that would be one. So every ten would give you uh, five hours, which a pulp novel, I believe most of them end up being, you know, if they're like 50,000 words, it's about five hours worth of audio, of audiobook. Um, yeah, then you could have gotten 40 uh, Red Panda audiobooks out of that, uh, out of that series. If you want to round it down, you could have gotten 30. I'm not saying I want to do that necessarily, although it doesn't sound awful. But I honestly, uh, I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought, I bet I could do 12, uh, a series of 12 novels for this superhero character. However, this superhero character doesn't just uh, exist in a world all their own. They have other superhero characters around them, too, as well as villains and you know, neutral parties and different things like that. And basically, I ended up exploding this idea out so that for just one generation, I think I have seven or eight main characters, and I've broadly mapped out a 12-book series for three or four of them, and I really like it. The process of doing it was a lot of fun. It gave me, like, a thrill because I was deepening this universe and making them interconnected, or this world, just this one world of, like, a handful of heroes, less than a dozen, right? Less than ten. Um, and, like, interlacing their stories with each other, making them so that they can all stand alone, but also planning for, like, a, a book either a one-off book or a book at the end of someone's series where they all come together, kind of like how you had all the individual MCU movies and then they culminated in the Avengers. I kind of think I want to do something like that. And, uh, you know, the fact that there are, I think, over 300 novels written by mostly Walter B. Gibson of Just the Shadow alone, that one character, uh, I feel like I could kind of do something similar, but spread it out and give it some more variety by having different characters who I can explore different aspects of them and I can have them all kind of, uh, you know, comparing and contrasting with each other. And that's one idea. Basically, I think if I can publish, you know, way more than 50 books, I can, or way more than 20 books, I can reach way more than $50,000 a year. And if I have this great backlist that I can keep selling off of, and if I keep writing characters in the same universe, even in the same era, or have multiple eras, which is another idea I have, not only do I want to do this first generation of superheroes, but I say, 
to myself, why not have multiple generations of these superhero characters all the way starting back from like the 20s so you get that real noir pulp vibe and then going into the future and seeing what else I can do with that. And I mean, I think other than having to hire, you know, standard things that an, artist, uh, that an author would have to do, like an artist for the cover or an editor or whatever, if I can build a system for myself to uh, write many of these books over the years, then that's going to be what I'm going to do. And I'm not saying that I need to have, you know, 12 books out a year. That's not what I would want unless, well, yeah, as, as of right now, that's not what I would want. I would want to start a little more slowly than that, but at least start planning out an entire era of, you know, about, you know, well, uh, approximately 12 books per character and have my first era have, I don't know, like I said, seven or eight characters. That's a lot of books. That could take me a really long time to write. But then again, there are some of those authors who their strategy is to publish a book a month or a book every, you know, three months and put out four books a year and they're able to do that very quickly. And uh, I believe part of that is a strategy to manipulate, uh, I don't know, the Amazon market or just the way the ads work. You put your first book perma free and then you have all these other ones uh, that you upsell. You, you, you sell, uh, you, you sell, you put at the end of, uh, you know, book one, a link to your mailing list or to your website. And also in addition to that, like uh, an excerpt from the first chapter of your second book, or maybe even, hey, uh, this book is perma-free. Um, thank you very much for reading it. If you enjoyed it so much, check out my next book. And uh, if you sign up for my mailing list, you get the second book for free as well. That gets the person two books deep into the series uh, and on your mailing list. And then from there, you can basically, you have an, a relationship with this person where you can market more of the books that they like to them. And if they don't like it, they'll get off your mailing list. And uh, if they do, you know, they'll have to buy more books, but that's kind of the ordinary setup anyway. But as a bonus, you are, and you know, this would be me, you're giving them these two free books uh, with the opportunity to give them more books that they like in exchange for uh, them giving you value for your time in the form of money of buying your subsequent books. And you do that with one series and then you move on to the next series and so on and so forth. And all the, if all the series interlace with each other, like I want them to, like I love that in the first, uh, within the first four issues, uh, maybe it was even the, the first official, there was Amazing Fantasy 15, then there was Amazing Spider-Man 1. I think in issue one of Amazing Spider-Man, which is his second appearance, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, rolls up on the Fantastic Four, infiltrates their base, and tries to get a job with them, and he leaves only because they tell him it's not a paid gig. That's so cool. The Fantastic Four had been going already before Amazing Fantasy 15. I think they were at like issue four when um, Amazing Spider-Man 1 came out, and they had the interaction. A couple issues later, Spider-Man's tussling with Doc Doom, or Doctor Doom, and uh, it's just really cool how it's all interconnected. And if you like Spider-Man, and then you read this Doctor Doom issue, and you know Doctor Doom is in part of the Fantastic Four, then you might run out and get that Fantastic Four episode, uh, issue, so you can read what happened with uh, Doctor Doom over there. And uh, it's all exciting, it all like builds upon itself. I kind of want to build that, like that's my plan. That's my strategy. Somehow, in the course of writing all these books, I'm gonna keep uh, marketing them, and keep bringing them up to people, and sharing them with them, and, and seeing how I can, how I can do that. Now, uh, my Growbug books, let me check how much time I'm into this episode already. Yeah, it's about time to call it quits in a minute or two. My Growbug books are all based on Tokusatsu, because Tokusatsu is something I'm into. It's Japanese superhero stuff, but more specifically live action for the most part. That's your Godzilla, your Ultraman, your Kamen Rider, your Super Sentai, also known as Power Rangers. Uh, or if you remember like Beetleborgs or VR Troopers, those were all uh, Tokusatsu properties that were brought over here and adapted. Um, 
and uh, I like that stuff and I don't you know I like that stuff and that stuff is continuing to be adapted so I don't know if I've got my books out there and I happen to be talking about uh, one of these shows because I'm watching it for my own pleasure and then I put out a podcast sharing my thoughts or analysis on it uh, on several levels and then I say at the end of it hey if you like this check out my uh my books, my children's books that are about tokusatsu, and if you don't want the children's book, I also have a short book, a novella, you could say, or a chapter book, whatever you want to call it. Maybe I'll market it as a novella, and to maybe I'll market it as a tokusatsu novella to my, you know, podcast listeners or whatever, to adult fans. Or uh, in the Growbug books, I can also say, hey, I've written this uh, chapter book that if your kids like these Growbug books, if they like book one, you know, check out uh, this bigger book that has all the all the Growbug stories together, but. You know, there's bonus because it's not just the kids' perspective; it's the Growbugs' perspective as well. And there's a bonus of the Growbugs are fighting off a strange new threat that you that you did not encounter in the other five children's picture books. And uh, you get to see more exciting adventure with these Growbugs, and uh, it can be pretty cool. Um, like that's basically my idea, and that's what I want to do. And I'm hoping that doing that strategy effectively over time, and and making sure I focus on continuing to write my books. Uh, I'm recording this while I'm sitting in traffic, by the way, so I could be listening to something or I could be uh, just listening to music. I mean, like a podcast learning something, but instead I'm investing it in this, which is also part of my marketing strategy because I want to talk to you and tell you about what I'm doing to make myself a successful author, let you in on the journey with me. And if you enjoy being along for the ride and my personality, then hopefully you'll enjoy the books as well. And that'll be something that over time you'll get more uh, drawn to and you'll say you know what? I'm gonna check out this guy's books because he's giving me some useful information I told you about the uh, told you about my strategy I told you about the 20 books thing I told you about creative pen podcast as well as sell more books podcast which I think those are both fabulous sources Jonah Penn and then uh, Brian Cohen and Claire Taylor do H Claire Taylor do really great work over on those podcasts and uh, you know I'm sharing uh, and I'm I'm putting this all out for free and you know maybe it'll eventually this is like the freemium model will it get you into the things I'm into or interested in checking out my my products and my work as they come available and I'll make sure to tell you about them here I, I just this makes sense to me I'm elevating what could be wasted time uh, and turning it into time I have for marketing my books even though my books aren't finished yet I'm in the process though and I'm gonna work on them more and uh, it's like e- each week I, I slowly add more and uh, I don't know if I want to do this as an official segment anymore because I had it more um, I had it as something that was more not thought out but something that was more meticulously planned out and I don't want to do that anymore uh, because it felt like it was eating up too much time the formatting of how I would do a uh, story over everything the first six or seven episodes I think uh, but I'm I'm doing it off cuff uh, I'm doing it real loose now and I prefer this it's only been two episodes but I prefer it because it's a lot more fun a lot more easy to do a lot more stream of consciousness which is good for me I think as a creative but anyway uh, I totally lost my frame of... Uh, <laughs> I totally lost the thread there. So, uh, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and call it because I'm the boss here and I can do that. But, uh, yeah, check out mjmunos.com. Look for my books, mjmunos.com slash books or mjmunos.com. When the books are out, there should be something big at the top telling you about the books and check them out. And, uh, yeah, I also... I got the, I stole this from Joanna Penn. I want to sell my books direct and uh, sell them to, for you, to you for cheaper than you can get them on Amazon. Um, or uh, maybe it's less... I, I've heard different strategies. People say don't go cheap. Don't discount stuff. Do a value added instead. So when you buy one book, you from my website, you get an opportunity to buy a second book at a discount, or is that selling cheap? I don't know. I don't know how all that works. i got to figure that out, but I'm going to do that. I'm going to work on it all, uh, but I'm not going to 
bore you with me uh, stammering and struggling and trying to figure out how to fill up the space uh, with something clever. So anyway, yeah, that's it. I'm going to go ahead and uh, get going. And uh, oh boy, no, 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 we're good. I'm going to go ahead and get going and I'm going to wish you peace and blessings, folk, folks, <laughs> folk. No, just the one of you that's listening. I'm wishing you peace and blessings. Nobody else. Nobody else. Anyway, but uh, I also, if you're here because you're a writer, then uh, as they say in the business, happy writing. Go write. Don't forget to do it. Don't forget to drink your Ovaltine. Uh, you need to make sure that you're putting in the work every day that you can, even if it's five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, write, uh, re- uh, maybe reread. Don't, uh, anyway, I would tell, I'm telling my daughter, my eldest, uh, don't edit, don't go back over, just keep writing, keep developing your story. If you find you need scenes, add it to your outline. Hey, I need a scene here or I need a chapter here where I add this and then just go forward and write. Just write, 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 write until you're done and then go back over it because that's that's the stage I'm at with the Growbug books. I've written all five. The manuscripts are done. All draft or book one and two are basically done 100%. I'm very happy with them. Books three, four, and five need a lot of work. They need to have drafts two and maybe three. Uh, put through them, but I'm going to try to do that. Uh, or no, not I'm going to try. I will be doing that over the course of next week. So in between uh, this episode of Story of Everything and the next one, I will have made more progress on the Growbug books, and I'll fill you in on what that is next time. Um, because maybe, I don't know, every other episode or every, you know, three or four episodes, I'll say, you know, what am I doing? What's my progress on, on the books? And I'll share that with you. And it might be a shorter episode or maybe not, depending on what I have to say at the time. Like I said, this is all stream of consciousness going off. So uh, yeah, go out there and write. If you enjoyed me talking about the writing process, then hopefully you'll enjoy reading or listening to my writing instead. So go over to mjmunoz.com or mjmunoz.com slash books and check out what I have there. My plan is to keep that updated all the time with the latest and greatest of my writing, whether that be books, audiobooks, uh, you should be able to buy direct from me there. And uh, yes, so please go ahead over there to mjmunoz or mjmunoz.com books and uh, check out all the good stuff I have to offer there.